Lovely, thank you. Well, really great to see everybody. Um, some of you, um, like Steve said, we've known for many years, 25, 30, one or two people, even 40 years, that ages me and ages one or two of you a little bit. Uh, but great to see uh, new faces as well. Um, so thank you so much for inviting us for this series. Uh, and um, uh, as I, I hope that you're expecting that we're going to look at the subject of um, I'm the God who heals you, that, that name of God. So let me read out, I'm reading from NIV. Uh, let me read out from Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26, which is where we, we see that God says, I'm the God who, who heals you. Uh, God is speaking here, uh, Moses is speaking to the people and he says, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. There's that phrase, I am the Lord who heals you. And so what I want to, to, to do just by, by starting with this verse is to, is to help us to see that, that healing didn't start with Jesus. We see its uh, fulfillment through the name of Jesus, but God has always had a heart to heal his people. And uh, it's also important to, to, to see our, um, our Christian life now, uh, again, as following the same pattern as God has always worked through his word, through, through the ages. So if we look at the, the people of God here in the situation that they're in, they've come through the Red Sea. We've had the Exodus, after which the book is, is named after, uh, but they haven't yet come into the promised land. So they were in bondage. Uh, to evil and to oppression uh, under the yoke of the Egyptians, uh, God looked down on them and had mercy on them and delivered them. But they're now at the point where he's saying to them, that's not the end. Don't stop here. Fantastic. You've had this great miracle. You've had this great deliverance. Uh, but I want to lead you now into your promised land. And, and this obviously is a historic story, uh, a real account, but it's also uh, an illustration of God, what God wants to do with all of us. God saved you <laughs> when you didn't deserve it. You know, we were in bondage to sin. Uh, we were in bondage to, to the enemy. God has delivered us. God has saved us. He's given us an exodus, as, as it were. But we shouldn't stop there. Uh, God wants to take us into uh, a promised land. God wants to bring us into uh, a whole sort of fulfillment and fruition. So when we, we look at this name of God, I'm the God who heals you, what, what I want us to, us to see is that while it most definitely includes physical healing, that we mustn't restrict it to that. It's, it's, a, it's a much wider thing. It's a much bigger thing. Even in that verse we just read out in Exodus 15, 26, you, you get hints of it, it talking about righteousness, about walking with God. And if we think about uh, what God wanted to bring them into, the promised land. There's, there's a peace there. There's a fruitfulness. And so it, it's, it, when, when God says, I am the God who heals you, it, it's God's great big plans for us. It's, it's not just throwing off what hinders us. Uh, it's God bring us into peace and fruitfulness and primarily seeing all these things, not as ends in themselves, but, but they are, uh, an overflow of a restored relationship 
with our creator and deliverer. Now, when we come to the New Testament, it's the same pattern, like I said, and, but obviously Jesus clarified that and, and uh, uh, brings, brings a, a focus to it. Uh, you might be aware that in the New Testament, the word that is used in various places to describe healing is the word sozo. But again, it's a multifaceted word. It's not just talking about physical healing. It is, it's talking about this whole fullness, a fullness, a, a wholeness, a, 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 um, a full-orbed life that God wants for us. So in different places, this same word could be translated to heal. It could be translated to recover. It could be translated as to save. And it could also be translated as to make whole. So you see, again, the various aspects of our life, of our, of, uh, of our experience, God wants to heal us in our entirety. And so when Jesus came onto the scene with this gospel message, his message of healing and, and wholeness, uh, he brought that straight away. You, you'll be familiar, uh, I'm, I'm quite sure, that when he, he spoke that first sermon in Nazareth, uh, in this, um, sorry, it, wherever it was, yeah, was Nazareth, in the in the synagogue there, um, he quoted the Old Testament because again, God is the same God all the way through. Isaiah 61. Let me just read out the first verse: "The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted." to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. So you, you get a taste there, you get a glimpse there. There's this facet, there's that facet too. It's like a beautiful jewel or diamond with, with many different facets. That's what God wants for us. So even in that one verse that I read out, it talks about a restoration, uh, about a, a lifting up. Uh, it talks about emotional healing. It talks about deliverance, from bondage. These are just a few examples of God's great man, great plans to restore mankind back to the glory that we were intended for. That's God's big deal. That's God's big plan. He is making us into everything that He purposes us to be. Let me read one more verse to you: uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. It says, "We all." who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. So you might not feel very glorious, but that's okay, because it's God who's doing this stuff in you. And every facet of your life, God is wanting to make you like Christ. You're being changed into his image. And part of that process is we need healing whether it's physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, deliverance, uh, all of this is, is God's package from, for us. So to sum that up, what can we expect from this wonderful God who is our healer? And just, just as we were going through the worship earlier, I, I felt God kept whispering in, in my ear, uh, I want to bring healing even more than you do. <laughs> um, you know, you know we're, we're having to twist God's arm here. His heart is already to, to heal us. But what, what sort of things can we expect from this wonderful God who is our healer? We can expect freedom and deliverance, whether that be from spiritual, demonic bondage, whether it be from strongholds in our, our emotions, 
uh, our, our thought patterns, our lifestyle. God wants to bring freedom to us. And God wants to bring healing, healings for our bodies, our minds, our emotions. Importantly, healing in our relationships. That's a very, very key thing. We can often miss that out. That's, that's so important. And uh, not something we can um, perhaps see an immediate answer to tonight, but God also is very clear from the, the whole big picture of the Bible. God wants to bring healing society. He wants to bring healings of commu into communities. He wants to bring justice. He wants to bring hope. Yes, it is a personal healing for you and for me, but it's also a healing of relationships and communities and nations. And just as we are children of Abraham who are blessed by him and called to be a blessing, so tonight we're going to pray that, that some of us would receive healing in different ways, but we are also sent out every one of us as his ambassadors, as his delegates, so that you and I are channels of his healing to other people. So uh, I hope that has encouraged you. I hope that is, is uh, painted a picture for you. We're not putting our faith in a formula. We're, we're putting our faith in the God who called us, chose us, loves us, and has barely begun to work on us. He wants so much more for us than we can imagine. Now, now Helen's going to tell a, a, a story just from the last few months, and, and then I'll, I'll have a, a testimony uh, of, of something where the Lord has used me as well. Okay, thanks, Rob. Um, okay, excuse me while I just, I'm going to read it because it's quite long, so it'll keep me concise. Uh, but it's a wonderful story uh, where Rob and I got up, uh, it was like having a front row seat uh, watching what Jesus is doing, and that's so exciting. So uh, we we um, we were having uh, dinner with um, some friends of ours, and things began to happen. Um, so uh, my friend is a, a married lady, the couple are long-standing friends, and we hadn't seen them for a while. But I was I was aware that she'd been having a really tough time at work. She was on the uh, management team of a primary school. And uh, I knew that a fellow member of staff had been making life difficult for her. And in the end, she'd actually left the job and she'd gone into the voluntary sector, but was still working within education. Anyway, here we are at their house. And on the surface of it, it was a social, just an ordinary social evening. But I had a sort of sneaky feeling that God was going to do something. And we, we were having lovely food. We were just chatting, having great conversation. And then the lady said, oh, she said, oh, I've, I've got a painful shoulder. And so I said, okay, uh, well, when we finished eating, let's pray for healing. Um, and, and then she said, yeah, and I've been having some problems with my voice. And that got our attention. Some of you will know that in our family, uh, we've got um, uh, um, somebody with a voice uh, problem that we've been praying and going after for a while and we've seen that God do amazing stuff so it got our attention and she said that somehow her felt her throat felt constricted she was struggling to project her voice so her voice was quieter than it normally would be and her throat was sore by the end of the working week and she'd been going to see a non-Christian uh, speech therapist who'd had a, a word of knowledge uh, and, and had asked her if she'd been bullied at work uh, because several people she was treating were experiencing uh, this same problem due to being bullied. So after, after the meal, we, we, we said, okay, so we're going to pray. And we encouraged her to forgive uh, her, her workplace bully, uh, which she did. I think she'd already started that process. 
so we prayed for her to be cut off from the influence of this person. And straight away after that, she began to experience freedom. And, and I sort of put my hand on her chest and I just said, in the name of Jesus, and just began to speak Jesus' name over her. And, and, and you know, she just, yeah, she just began to get free. And after a while, she looked at me and she said, what are you doing to my throat? Um, and I said, nothing. Um, and she said, I, I can feel, uh, sorry, disgusting moment alert. I can feel phlegm going up and down my throat. And this just isn't normal. And uh, after, uh, <laughs> we didn't really know what to do with that. And after further prayer, we kind of wrapped up the evening. It was really very late. And you could see that God was still doing stuff. And we just, we just left her. We just left her. <laughs> but, later, but later in the week, I got this message from her. And she said, hi, Helen. My throat has been much, much better. No soreness after work today. And then the following weekend, we were at a conference. It, it gets even better. We were at a conference. And this lady came rushing up to me saying, you'll never guess what Jesus has done. Uh, and she explained that some of the parents from the school she had recently left had written to complain about her treatment by the bully. Ofsted had gone into the school on Monday after the Friday we prayed. And uh, it, this was a special visit as a result of the complaints. My friend had nothing to do with this at all and only found out when an ex-colleague uh, rang her to let her know. And so this visit from, from Ofsted was a complete miracle. She was completely vindicated. And, and, and the school are waiting for the report to come out. But you know, that, that visit by Ofsted was just in time. It was the last week that Ofsted made any visits to school before lockdown. And in fact, that weekend was the last weekend of freedom. It was the last weekend before we were all locked down and schools closed. So it's a complete miracle. And she was beside herself with God's kindness and amazing timing. This meant so much to her. And actually many people in her church have been praying for her to be vindicated and God had broken in. I asked her how her shoulder was, and she said it was still painful, so I couldn't resist. I laid hands on her, on her again and commanded further healing, and there was more freedom and healing right there, right there. And so I've, I've kind of checked in with her to see how she's doing. I, 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 um, we spoke on the phone uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's clear that she's completely renewed in Jesus as well. She was telling me all about her worship times, what talks she'd listened to, how scriptures were coming alive to her in a fresh way. So her relationship with Jesus has been uh, brought alive. And when I asked her about her voice and shoulder, she reported, the voice is the best it's ever been. Uh, and I said, well, tell me about the shoulder. And she said, oh, it's well, I've not really thought about it at all. I've had no problems at all. Praise Jesus. Yay. Oh, <laughs> let's pause for a second and just say, thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, God. We thought we were just going for a meal. <laughs> it's just amazing. It was just, just so beautiful to watch. Yes. Okay, um, we've, we've got some other stories, which uh, that, that was quite a, a multifaceted one. So there was, there was quite a lot to, to share there. We've got some brief, briefer things. Um, I just want to uh, just, just share something that, uh, where the Lord used me. This was last November. Um, sometimes get to preach in other churches. And uh, we were at Macclesfield, which is south of Manchester, an hour or so away from us. Uh, and um, on a Sunday morning, there was a, a lady there uh, who we've known for some years, and she's the mum of someone in our church. So we knew that um, back in August bank holiday weekend, um, she'd had a bad uh, accident. Uh, you, a lot of you guys go to Ashburnham weekend, so the equivalent of ours uh, is called Devoted. 
uh, on the same weekend. And this lady had, had tripped over with something to do with sort of tent, po tent pegs. And, um, and she's, she'd fractured her ankle in three places and, and it was quite, quite bad. So in November, she'd only just been able to return to church uh, and her foot was still in a surgical boot. Um, and um, so honestly, I, it was quite simple praying for her. Uh, you know, there wasn't anything dramatic. I just felt God's compassion for her. And, um, you know, prayed quite simple prayers, not, not very lengthy prayers, left her to it. Uh, but what was fantastic, apparently, is that that evening when she, uh, when she came to get ready for bed, uh, she removed the boot, the surgical boot, uh, and, and she said, oh, the swelling had largely disappeared. And uh, the, the purple discoloration had, had largely gone. And uh, the following Sunday, she happened to visit our church to see her daughter and son-in-law. Um, and this improvement had, had been maintained and, and we were quite happy with that. I was really, really happy about that. And I think an important thing as well, she said, oh, and when, I, when, you, when you prayed for me, she said, I really felt loved. And, and, and I think that's so key that, that yeah. what God does in us is, again, it's an expression and overflow of his love. It's not a formula. Um, it's a relationship. When we're praying for other people, uh, we pray with love and compassion. Then there's a little PS to it because in January she visited our church again and she reported that back in November, December, soon after she prayed, been prayed for, she had a progress appointment with the doctor. And uh, the doctor took quite a, a while looking at her, her complicated fractures um, and he said, well, it's so thoroughly healed. And uh, he, he said, you know, this type of fracture, I've hardly ever seen such a quick healing and, and such a thorough healing. He said, I've seen that sometimes in children who heal very quickly, but madam, I've never seen it in someone of your vintage. Um, so uh, I, love, I love that phrase, Yonah. She's in her she's yes. in her 70s, probably 75, something like that. So, uh, you know, really, really encouraged by that. And mm -hmm. Helen's just got a couple of brief things to say, uh, which are, have happened just in recent weeks when we weren't able to meet in person but it's it's like where we are now that things happened over zoom yeah i just want to encourage you because you know uh, jesus hasn't stopped healing people just because we can't be in the same room together and uh after church each week we've been online church we've been um praying over zoom for different people with different situations so a couple of things have been happening jesus has been doing great stuff and uh so uh there was a, a few weeks ago somebody had a, quite a few words of knowledge and uh so these were in response to them one lady who hadn't been able to eat fish without coming out in a rash um, she's since eaten fish and she had no rash. Uh, another lady who had um, some years previously dislocated her knee and had been having a, a, a considerable knee pain because she's uh, got a young baby and been craw crawling around after the baby on the floor. Um, uh, after a couple of times of prayer, she said she had no pain in her knee whatsoever and it had been hurting when we started praying. And uh, a week later, she's still pain-free. And also another quick one um, was uh, today, uh, just talking to a lady who got saved two weeks ago on Zoom. Um, and uh, she said instantly her depression that she'd had uh, lifted off. 
uh, and she has been so full of joy and she was just uh, crying with joy telling me uh, how different she felt her husband who also got saved <laughs> couldn't uh, couldn't contain himself he said I used to worry every day he's still having to go out to work I used to worry every day about my wife when I went out to work um, because she was so low and now I know that she's so she's so full of joy she's completely changed and really what what was the key well she she gave her life to jesus and instantly her depression lifted hey. <laughs> so uh jesus is is working through zoom who'd have thought uh? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure jesus invented zoom didn't he? Anyway. 